Hi and hello and welcome to the latest Somerset Sky Point podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, joined as always by superstar man of the year, Mr. Fawcett. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I was so excited about last week's uh, introduction when I called you the icon, the showstopper, the main event. I thought that was the best. I need to work on my uh, intro. You know, showstopper and main event sound a little too much like WWE, so <laughs> I, maybe we got to come up with something new. <laughs> that was straight from Shawn Michaels. So, yes, that's a professional. I know you don't know who that is. No. So we have a special guest, um, Annadelle. You are a math superstar, eighth grader. Um, Ms. Fawcett, I mean, obviously you picked the, the students in the math that are focused on. So why are we bringing her on the podcast? Yeah. So let me brag a little bit about Annadelle because she's not going to do it about herself. Um, she's one of the most humble students I know, but she's probably one of the smartest students that's come through our middle school and probably that will come through our high school, uh, cause she's staying, right? Yep. Awesome. Um, I taught her sister four years ago, Sarah. Sarah was my first five on the AP Calc exam. So uh, Annadelle's had big shoes to fill, but she's more than filled them. Um, so I'm just excited to hear a little bit more about her. Uh, every time we do these podcasts, I find something new about a student, even though I've had him in class for a year. So it's exciting to me to have these conversations. Yeah, it for sure. So tell us, when did you start here? I started in kindergarten, but I didn't come in until like three weeks late because at first I was going to go to Founders, but then because my older sister got in, I was put on the sibling list and so I got into kindergarten oh congrats that's awesome and so you've been here since kindergarten yes um have you like went through the whole elementary then you went through the middle school and now you're going to go through our high school program mm -hmm. are there plans to maybe do dual credit at some point do you know what that is yeah I'm, I want to definitely that's a possibility that I'm thinking You'll apply to get into it? Yeah. I mean, looking at your stuff, I'm pretty sure you'll get into that. I mean, you're she a would, superstar. She would get in, yeah. Yeah. So as far as the math program goes, you're making waves as part of his initiative program. Is that correct, Mr. Fawcett? Uh, she's an eighth grader in Algebra 1 Honors, so she's going to have access to all the top-level math courses we offer the next four years. Okay. That's awesome. Are you excited about um, next year for starting high school? Uh, definitely, but I'm a little nervous about high school, you know, because it's definitely big, but I've taken a few, two high school classes now, so it shouldn't be a little, or too hard, hopefully. So what, have there been like an absolutely amazing experience you've had this year in any of your classes? Is there anything that you really were excited about this year that happened? Uh, I was really excited to find out that I was getting into like Algebra 1 honors specifically and finding out that I would get into there. And then, I don't know, about certain experiences, I've just had great memories with my friends and with the teachers here at this school. And I see, like, you, of, of your classes that you have this year, is there a class that you, like, absolutely enjoy going to? Do you enjoy all of your classes? Yeah, I definitely enjoy all of my classes. I enjoy my second period elective web because it's a nice, it's a lot simpler of a class and some of the other classes you know, tend to put on more work, but web's just fun and you get to be creative and talk. And so, so tell us about web. So in, for people that don't know what web is. Web is a program for eighth graders. It stands for where everyone belongs and it helps sixth graders coming into middle school kind of transition into that and make them feel welcome and overall just make the school a more positive and safe and happy place. What's something you've done with web this year? So like you guys have it as a class every day, like what are some of the projects you guys do throughout the school? 
Well, we're going to be putting on an event for the sixth graders at the end of the year, but we put on the middle school dance so far. So that was that was really fun to put on and we had the whole middle school kind of join in and get to be a part of that. And then we've done other stuff for the sixth graders, make specific things for them at holidays and you know, just celebrate them. And then every week we ask them a question on Google Classroom to try to get them to respond and answer and really get to know them. So I, I noticed that you excel in every single subject. Is there a subject that you love the most or do you like all of them the same? Um, I think I like math this year a little more. I'm definitely, that one's one that comes a little more naturally to me. Do you think it's the math class or do you think it's the teacher? It's probably the class, right? Not the teacher. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Annadelle would do well in whatever math class she was in regardless of the teacher. Yeah, I was just, I know that he's your teacher, so I thought that'd be a but funny I, little plug. Yeah. Uh, as we take a look at my education data, Mr. Fogel, if you just scroll up there, we see something that Annadelle wrote where it's like, the areas I see myself as a genius. So it's a question that every kid can answer on their profile if they want to. And I was taking a look at this the other day because I'm curious about what my students write. And uh, Annadelle said she wouldn't consider herself beyond basic understanding and everything. And when I read that, I was like, what? Like, this is one of our top middle school students. So it just kind of shows you like how, how, modest. Hum how, how humble and modest um, she is. And she, she works really hard, though. She doesn't... Um, I know you said math like comes naturally and I think it does but I think you also like have worked really hard to maintain your uh, high averages and I mean this is a student that has gotten multiple hundreds on exams which are not easy right very few people do that so um, it's pretty cool whenever I grade hers it's like if she misses a point it's like oh no like what happened but um, that's just kind of the level she's at right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So in, in what what I see your class period, because you have Mr. Walton, anytime there's an eighth grader, I'm always fascinated by what's going on in Mr. Walton's class. So did you teach already your unit? Yes, we just finished the very last week of teaching and my group was the very last group to go and we taught civil or yeah, civil rights to human rights. And we taught them all about that, which was really fun. Did you have anything specific you did for your part when you were teaching? I taught the first day and I taught about peaceful protests and then that introduced a project that we gave the kids about picking a protest that they could, you know, um, research about and then make their own protest poster for and then a solution that might come with the protest or the issue that they're protesting about. That's awesome. Do you, right, so speaking of teaching, because I, that one of the cool things about that class is that like you kind of have leadership in the classroom on at all times in the classroom um, but specific groups at certain times run the entire class so my my question about this would be like have you thought about what your future career might be would you want to go into teaching have you thought about what you want to do um I kind of have I was thinking more of the medical career path I want to be um what's it called pharmacist yes a pharmacist because um most of my family, the majority of my family are in the medical field, but they're all nurses and definitely deal with the harder stuff. And I've learned very quickly that I don't deal very well with that. So I prefer a little less intense care, but I still want to be helping people. I understand. My, my little brother is currently a nurse. He was actually firefighting and then he switched his careers to doing nursing because he felt like that's where the action was at. And then now he's working at a psychiatric hospital. My wife is a nurse. She works at postpartum. Um, but yeah, like I, I hear the stories all the time. Like it can be like a super intense, 
I mean, that's why it's so special to have nurses because, I mean, that is a tough, stressful job. And the other thing I don't get is the hours they have to work every day. Like working a 12-hour shift but really like a 13-hour shift every single night, like that is crazy to me because like even though I'm here a lot, like I was here last night till 8.30, it's not the same because there's no pressure of like life and death where you go to a hospital and it's like stressful. Decisions seem more critical. Yes. When you're dealing with life and death. And yes. Teaching, <laughs> that versus like, hey, I just got to make sure nobody gets in a fight or anything bad happens while we're here. It's definitely two different uh, fields there. That's really cool, though. The the pharmacy, like being a pharmacist, I think you might be the first one on our podcast that has said they have that. Have you thought about what college you want to go to? Um, no, not particularly. But I think I would either want to stay local or go to one in Utah. I have a lot of family there, so that would be really cool to see them. And you said your the older sister is in what grade? Uh, she's graduated. She's in college right now. Oh, what college does she go to? She goes to Utah uh, State, I believe. Yeah. And do you, what is she majoring in? Do you know? Um, I think she's trying to be a family therapist. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Sure. One of our star students. That's really she awesome. Was, she was like uh, pretty similar to Alex Cox, who we had on on our previous on our stage, podcast. Uh, she was Alex Sarah Torrey. was like a, a very good dancer, very good at academically. She might have been the salutatorian. I'm not 100 percent sure, but whatever she was, she was ranked up there quite high. And you were the you're in the National Junior Honor Society right now. Are you planning on applying in for the National Honor Society? Um, that time I think has passed, but if I could get into it, I would definitely. You'll get in. So National Honor Society, you'll apply next year as a freshman if you want to get in. And then, yeah, you'll be in it for then 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Yeah, Um, that's awesome. On the subject of teaching, because they also, my students also taught a lesson in Algebra 1. And Annadel's group actually taught when I wasn't there. So there was just a sub in the room. Their group ran everything, taught the students how to do something on the calculator as part of their lesson. So that was pretty cool. That is awesome. It, it's what like that's where my passion comes out into the classroom because um the level of what kids can do when you really open it up and like let them take charge of the classroom because you can see it in like mr Walden's class specifically where the kids wrote write these lesson plans that for sometimes are way better than a lot of teacher lesson plans because they're so specific onto the content standards they're looking up what their introduction is what their warm-up is what their project is like they're very much like taking ownership of their education and looking at ways they want to. So having it in your class is awesome because like I I always think like I've been saying to everybody that you can do project-based teaching in any class. I mean, that was the big push at LEAD. Um, but it's hard to get some buy-in because there are some teachers that are like, no, no, they need to sit there and get ready for college where they won't have this experience where I understand the argument, but at the same time, it's like the whole point of this is to get kids engaged. It's tough. The, like you can't do it with every topic in math, but there are some topics where the kids can learn it well enough to be able to teach their peers and answer different questions. And then there's other topics where it, there's just too many, there's just too much background knowledge that goes into it where it's not really a topic that they should teach themselves. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something doable that you can do in any subject. So I know you're an eighth grader, so you probably didn't get involved in math night. That was like the most amazing time. She was but- a- Oh, you were at math night? I thought I, I, I thought it was I no invited, middle school. I invited any eighth grader that I taught. Oh, I had so. no idea. So you were at math night? Did you have an event? No, I wasn't any. I wasn't running any of the booths. And in fact, I didn't choose to gamble. I gave my money to my <laughs> friends. But <laughs> it was definitely fun because I got to see some of my friends, you know, try to 
win big and win some of the fun prizes. So, uh, and our second question are like mental math. Is your mental math game strong? No. No. It's, it's strong. Okay, that's the modesty coming out again. It's stronger than your average student for sure. Okay. Because yeah. I'm impressed In by that. In fact, the... you know what? Let's let's test Annadelle versus oh, Mr. Fogler. No. Okay. We'll just do, we'll just do a do... reasonable question. All right. Don't say it out loud. You're gonna. You don't need. Yeah, that's true. I need a calculator to do all of this stuff. So this is live. I don't have access to the numbers. That's right. Are we ready? Okay, we're ready. Okay. Do I get to use my calculator on this? You do not get to use. I'm gonna literally try to do this in my head. Yeah. All right. I have to use my fingers and toes. All right. Ready. Um, we're going 14 times 12. There's no way. I thought we had to do single digits. No. Okay. Can I use pencil and paper? She's got it. Sure, you can use pencil and paper. All right, I'll use pencil and paper. Is it 168? It's 168. 168. So That's what I was going to say. Before Mr. Fogel I was even literally... got to the pencil and paper, Annadelle had the correct answer. All right, do a single digit. No, no, do two digits. Do a three digit. I'm going to do another Do two... a ten digit I'm going to do another two digit by two digit. Okay. You're getting I'm going to use paper, pencil and paper. Okay. So. Okay. All right. I don't know how else to do math. I mean, people listening at home, there's got to be people like me that I have never done math without a pencil I'm and paper. I'm really interested to see what your paper math looks like, Ashley. <laughs> like, if I'm going to, you'll see it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do 27 times 9. Two forty-three is correct. Nine times seven. Is That's not. not then, that is not good. All right, do another one. No, we've we've proved that Annadelle has. All right, no, we got one more. We got one more. One more for the prize. You want to go this until is triple you or win, nothing. No, we, do we that, don't want to we'll do be it. here all day. <laughs> okay. It's. I really do have to use my like a math ability to like sit there and count it like that. But like, you heard extra. her say like she's not very good, and then she just did it. Right. Yeah. That's the So like. Do you guys have those competitions in the classroom and does he get intense? Uh, sometimes. There's definitely at least one kid who will win the majority of them. But You can say that student's name if you'd like. Okay. He'd appreciate it. <laughs> is it Magnus? How did I know it was Magnus? Magnus is so Magnus was beating me with a calculator. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah like Magnus he is really a next level of genius. Mm -hmm. um, so you're definitely going to go here next year for high school. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, like you are the type of student that we want here because our whole goal is to build up the dual credit and get kids involved, which I love your modesty, but like you're the exact looking at your scores and looking at your grades. Like you would definitely get into that. And, are, our, and our AP courses, by the way. Oh, yeah. I got to plug those Just AP courses. Just because math, we don't really do dual credit here. Mm -hmm. um, so we like to, if kids are going to do math at the collegiate level, we like to try to keep them in our AP courses, but. Every other course, yeah. Yeah, for dual, dual credit. credit. So I, I guess like my the way I want to finish before we do the hard-hitting questions are if you were giving advice to um, elementary school student that was listening or, or a sixth, seventh grader student that's listening, what advice would you give them? Um, I would give them the advice to work hard, but definitely don't forget to take breaks. That's something that I need to work on is having that work-life balance or my school life balance, you know, but just not stressing out nearly so much. And my dad always is trying to remind me, it's like, you know, you'll look back in 10 years and you won't remember this assignment or the grade that you got on this assignment. But, you know, still work hard. But yeah. What is something, what is something that's part of your life that we may not know? Like, what do you do outside of school for fun? Do you have any hobbies that you like to do? Um, I love 
or I play the piano, but I also, I just love relaxing and watching movies with my parents and my family. Cool. When did, how did you get into playing the piano? Um, it was in, I think I was nine years old and this one lady in my church just said that, you know, I feel like I need to teach her piano. Can I teach her piano, please? Or can I teach one of your daughters piano? She went up to my mom because, and my mom was like, uh, probably teach Annadelle because my younger sister probably isn't as musically inclined, but she, and so she did. And I got, and I went down and I sat at the piano and she's like, oh, you're a natural. And I was like, thank you. And so I've been playing piano for that long now. That is awesome. Mr. Fawcett, you, do you know how to play the piano? Uh, I used to. My mom's actually a piano teacher. So I grew up playing the piano for five, six, seven years. But when I got to high school, I dropped it because I was more into sports. And now I wish I could play again. But yeah. I, if I sat down, I wouldn't be able to play you anything good. I think it'd be really cool like to have that skill. Like Nobody knows it, and then you just sit, go to a piano, and you just start playing, and everybody like sits around and like, whoa, look at this skill yeah, you have. Definitely. I mean, how disappointed is your mom that you don't know how to play the <laughs> piano anymore? Uh, I think she was more disappointed when I was a kid and would always like want to go to soccer practice versus piano, but um, I think she probably just wanted me to see she wanted me to she wanted to see me doing something I enjoyed whether it was piano or sports and whatnot. Okay. So, we're going to have the hard-hitting questions and these are like at the end of the podcast we try to get students that are um, coming up with things that they wanted to say. So like some of my students that are at lead, they give me some information. Um, they ask questions, so we kind of like cycle through some of these questions. Um, here. I, I really like this question to specific students because you're an eighth grade student. You're entering our high school. We've had this huge debate about the kids that want to be able to be on their phones all the time. But do you think phones make our like student population smarter? Do you think it would be better off if we just didn't have phones for our society? What are your thoughts on the phones? Um, well, I don't usually take my phone to school. I usually leave it at home. I don't find myself needing it that much for any like academic purposes and it's a lot more for entertainment so I don't know the thing with phones is that my sister doesn't have a phone right now she struggles to keep up with her phones and so my parents have just not re replat or restocked her with a phone so and she's been doing fine she's been finding other ways to entertain herself so I don't know. That's specifically how I use my phone, though. I know a lot of people use it as it's a great way to communicate and it's a great way to, you know, find other people and connect with other people because I also don't have social media. So I don't have that other incentive for my phone specifically. But so I personally don't find phones super useful, but I do think that if we suddenly remove them, that would be have dramatic um outcomes interesting that's a really thoughtful response it's awesome i don't have social media either i i just i look at our society i'm old so as somebody who grew up without a cell phone you're right about the entertainment thing and the addiction to the phones that everybody always has to be on their phone and they get really upset when they don't have it like it's becoming part of us like almost like we're becoming cyborgs attachments to our phones they had students in harvard take a test and they were took a test where they allowed them to have their phones on them and they made them put their phones in the front. And the kids, when they put the phone in the front, were all reporting high increased amounts of anxiety, just not having their phone on the person, which is 
just goes back to that change of our society. Um, because I do, I think a lot of kids find that as entertainment. They also get distracted. So it's interesting that you have that philosophy. Um, I know we've already talked about this, Mr. Fawcett, but did your opinions change on this at all? Not really. I mean, I'm just thinking this morning I got out to my car and started driving away and realized I didn't have my phone. And I felt like, uh, could I get away with not having it today? But no, I drove back and got it. Interesting. <laughs> but I think there's just two, I, I, I guess I wish you could like make phones more basic again. Like if I just used it for communication, it'd be a wonderful tool, but then there's so much time wasted on just scrolling Twitter, you know, when I'm doing something else or Facebook or something. And it's like, that's the time that I wish I was able to manage a little bit better. Yeah. And I, I wonder about the impact of this because there's all the kids growing up in this social media time period. Like what is the long-term effects on their mental health? Because I don't know if I would say that we're healthier now with social media than we would be without it. But I, so a whole different question. Yeah. So let me ask you one more question. And, and this is becoming one of my favorite questions, again, by a student that came up with this. Is Can you can you try the student's name again for us? Yeah, I'm going to say it. <clears throat> uh, Alicia. Did I say it right? Alicia, good. Yeah. All right, I got it. So she's going to come and see me before the end of the year. Um, even though this one will be probably posted um right around the end because we're saving some of these so we can continue bi-weekly of these episodes. But this is one of my favorite questions because it really chews like what your inspiration is. My inspiration? Like, why are you such a good student? Why are you never getting in trouble? Why are you getting such good grades? Like, what is your inspiration in life? What drives you to be the best version of yourself every day? Um, Personally, for me, it's my religion and my parents who you know, really drove that into me that it's like always choose the right, always try to be your best. And then it's also like, I don't know about the school thing and driving myself is that I enjoy that um, encouragement from teachers and, you know, just the pleasure of doing so well and being so accelerated. It's kind of vain of me, but I do like having, like knowing that I'm in an accelerated class and that I get to be a part of other peers who do want to be, you know, trying to do their best at school and are more of a higher, higher intellect. Yeah. Which I understand. Like, listen, you're super modest. I was not, I don't have that gene in me to be modest. Uh, I know I was going to, I didn't want to plug you into that. Um, but it's also the competitiveness, like being the best and trying your best to do things. Like, I think that's the part of it. So I, what I'm really excited about is you being in here in high school because you're going to be on this podcast a lot and it'll be really cool when you're a senior and we can go back to this podcast and we can say like, think about where you were at because I guarantee you, you're going to be back on this podcast next year, the year after, every year you're going to be a guest on this podcast because we want to get the top students. Like we want the top students in the entire state to get to our school. And part of this is to make sure those students have a voice and we keep track of it. And then down the road, you can always come back to this podcast. Like when you're older and you have kids and they can listen to this podcast, that's what I'm hoping that this goes. Cause sometimes I tell teachers, I'm like, yeah, this will be here even when you're gone. And they're like, am I getting fired? I'm like, no, no. Like it, like down the road, like 20 years from now, like I will be retired, but I still want this podcast to keep track of the history. Like that's where I think, that's the whole point of this podcast is to keep a historical record of the teachers, the students, things that are going on at Somerset, because as we get older, we forget and we move on. But like when you listen to this podcast again and you're like, oh, wow, like 
you were an amazing student. That's why you're such an amazing, productive human being in general. So with that being said, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.